Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. I'm ready. Okay. I'm facing the right way. I'm not looking at the calendar. Actually, let's count and see how many. <laughs> Roll it. Oh, no. Here we go. I'm set. This will be your best one ever, Goodell. Not saying too much. The middle section is pretty short. <laughs> Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School starring Penn Gillette. My name is Michael Goodell. Matt Donnelly, Penn and I are broadcasting from the show creator studios south in Las Vegas. So far, so good. This week, we'll talk about Goodell's pants being stolen. We'll answer a few listeners' questions, and Matt Donnelly had something happen. Here he is preaching love, Mr. Pendulage. Really nice job, Thank you. Goodell. You really came. You really came back. I had a lot to make up for from yeah, last show. Sure, sure did. Trying to keep my job. Here I am preaching <laughs> I the love. I mean, I'm I'm just proud of you. I think it's really it's really where I'm at. You know, I learned something. You know, um, I feel better. <laughs> February, fe- February, yeah, February is uh, is a. Uh, Black History Month. Yes. Uh, February is also toward the end of February when sugar season starts in the um, mm-hmm. in the Northeast. Our siblings in Canada and in uh, in New England will start sugaring in Vermont. Mm-hmm. My friend starts sugaring in Vermont. And my friend sent me uh, that um, the overlap between black history and maple sugaring. Do you know about this? No, I don't. Much of the slave trade, much of the slave trade. Uh, was not only cotton, but also sugar. Yeah. Down in uh, Jamaica. And Ver- yes, the Caribbean. Sugar cane, though, not, Caribbean. Sh- not, not uh, maple. No, but that's what I'm getting to. Okay. Sugar cane, yeah, sugar beets, sugar cane. The sugaring, uh, the whole operation uh, ran, um, uh, slavery was very, very important to that. And uh, the economy was built on the slave trade and sugar. And the abolitionists, who wanted to get rid of slavery, one of the ways they wanted to get rid of slavery was encouraging uh, maple sugar, maple sugar in. Mm-hmm. And the way maple sugar is still sold is by the pound because they wanted it uh, not in liquid form, maple syrup, but rather in sugar form. So that it could compete with that. And the people, the abolitionists were doing the uh, arithmetic and found that you could do successful maple sugaring um, uh, economically, feasibly, without uh, without slave trade. So the abolitionists were going kind of like, oh, you want an economy and you want sugar, but we don't want slavery. What about maple syrup, uh, maple sugar? And uh, Jefferson wrote that every farmer in New England could have a maple grove and the sugar industry could be run that way. So a lot of the maple syrup harvesting started from uh, abolitionists and northerners uh, trying to do a uh, an alternate economy to the slave trade and sugar beets oh. and sugar cane. So sugar cane and sugar beets and so on uh, were uh, were boist. Uh, uh, 
bolstered, bolstered, I guess, by the uh, slave trade and yeah. had that built in their economy. And maple syrup was the free, free way to do it. Um, all Fascinating. Really, really interesting. Then when that didn't work, right, didn't catch on, didn't really happen. They start turned into the uh, maple syrup industry which is now which is now happening up there i've never had maple sugar i know i'm Directly curious about that. that yeah yeah well I, when you didn't come neither one of you came over Your vermont maple sugar there it is yep uh it's really Just really us. <laughs> it's there it's, it's really really it's really Next really the good groats. <laughs> well we had uh, for new year's eve yeah we had um we had uh a sugar eat we had sugar on snow yeah, and my friend in uh, Vermont who has his own sugar house, he sent us super premium syrup, and we hit, we uh, heated it to uh, softball, cut mm -hmm. snow, which is just food processor ice, okay. and put the and people had Piff came over the next day, and Piff was of course very skeptical of why would you want sour pickles, right? And then <laughs> his mind was changed quickly. But uh, he he came over for it, and uh, he was he just loved it. Uh, his his little his little English taste buds went crazy. And then when we uh, when everybody had had their fill, which by the way is not much, you, you know, a couple drizzles and you're done. Yeah, about yeah. as long as it takes you to figure out why you want pickles, you're about done. <laughs> uh, I can eat more of it than any other human being, but uh, that's still not much. Uh, and uh, then you can take it and stir it stir the uh, hot syrup mm -hmm. and it'll uh, uh, crystallize and sure. granulate and turn into sugar. It's really nice. But once in a while on my groats, if I'm feeling wild, yeah. I'll put a little maple syrup on them. Cause I'm a, I'm a that maple, I'm a maple syrup loving motherfucker. It's as easy as that. I just, I just really do love my maple syrup. So Michael Goudeau, you got yeah, your pants stolen. My pants were stolen while we were doing North Pole's got talent. We were staying at a, uh, a KOA that had little tiny cabins, and you had to go. Boy, does that bother you that it's KOA and not COA? Yeah. Or do you like it? No, I don't like that. You don't like I don't like that. What's at all. KOA versus COA? It stands for Camp Drown Campgrounds of America. What? But Campgrounds of America. Yeah. Yeah. And they have committed to it. I mean, if you want to, you, you know, use the campfire, it has a K on it there. Yeah. They've they've gone all out on this on this bad spelling thing. Yeah, campground. Camp <laughs> it does. Ground. I'm uncomfortable with that. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, there were no... I've actually stayed in KOAs, you know. Mm -hmm. When we were when we were carny trash, yeah. Teller and I occasionally, they're, very occasionally, slept in a tent together. a pretty good place to stay. You know, they have showers and... and Little places to cook and stuff like that. A lot of things like that. What do you mean places to cook? Other than a campfire? Yeah, other than a campfire, they'll have they have like campfire. a campfire. <laughs> they have a uh, like a, a rec room that'll have a you know a microwave and a couple little things in it like that and things that you can do while you're camping that would would not normally be available to a camper. And you were sleeping in a tent? Or no, no, we had a, a rented a tiny cabin, a little tiny cabin. With, uh, oh, they have K the KOAs have cabins. Some of them have cabins that you can rent. Yes, oh. and uh, we rented a cabin without a, a bathroom, and so you had to leave the cabin through the five degrees outside and go to the bathroom. And uh, it just one night, I went in there and you know brushed teeth and changed into my pajamas and left my pants hanging up in the in the shower, and uh, woke up the next morning to. Uh, American Express sending me texts <laughs> saying, are you buying stuff? What's going on, man? What are you doing? <laughs> I went, holy crap, where's my pants? I lost my pants. Oh, so 
the, the, the thief was not interested in your pants. No. He wanted to get into your pants. He got into my pants. He wanted to get into my pants and take my American Express card. <laughs> well, that's slightly disappointing to hear. I'm I sorry. Really I know. That, you guys thought I really like that you had such fancy <laughs> pants that someone was like, I must have these. They were some nice pants. <laughs> what were the pants? They were a set of stretchy jeans. Oh. That you wear during your show? No. No, no, no. Oh, these were just Very private pants. private pants. My private, private comfy pants. stretchy, comfy pants. And they stole them. And went out on a shopping spree to uh, the grocery store and to Home Depot. What'd they buy? I don't know, but fourteen hundred bucks worth of crap in in two hours. (laughs) You're not responsible for that. I'm not. No American Express card. I just got my uh, metal American Express card. Ooh, you got a metal metal one? No, the black American Express card. Um, uh, I I said to Glenn, you know, they keep asking me get a black American Express card. And I said, why do I want a black American Express card, Glenn? He said, status. Yeah. I said, really? Like some people think it's like especially cool to have a black American Express card? It's a total power move. Yeah. For who? Oh, say everyone's going to get their cards out and your black Amex clangs as you put yours in the middle of the table. It's a big power move. But I don't you, know about the black one, but the platinum one gets you into oh, I got, a lot of cool stuff. Platinum forever. Right. That platinum gets, ain't that, no thing. Well, I don't know if a black one maybe gives you more people to bring into the airport lounge with you or any of those guys. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you're out to dinner with people yeah. and people are putting their credit cards in the middle of the table to split the bill, you haven't got status anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The biggest status is a green American Express card that pays for all your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. The bill never shows up. Right. <laughs> That's a, it's something that uh, eventually I'll make money enough that, that I get to do what you do. But I like your style of, of doing that. You tell people you're paying ahead of time. Well, I do that because some of my dirtball friends makes a difference in what they'll eat. <laughs> And you're cool with that. You like that going in that direction. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. I do. I do like that going in that direction. Teller and I had a very strong feeling about that. Even when Teller and I had no money, yeah, we never ever would split a check with anybody, yeah. ever. Uh, it just seems like that's one of the well, being able to take people out to dinner. Yeah, is one of it's a, great a, joy. a true joy. It is. It is so joy. Teller and I, whose whose incomes were completely intertwined. Yeah. Whose American Express bills went to the same person. Yeah. We both had American Express bills. We would say, I'll get this one. Yeah. yeah. It, nice. Completely symbolic. And everybody I went out with when I had no money at all. Yeah. I would I would always suggest paying. And then someone else would say, No, no, let me get it this time. And it made in the long run, there was no difference. Yeah. And we could we could have split the bill. I mean, I I I, I, I imagine there's a couple of people that I went out with once, yeah. and I picked up the check, and they never went out with me again. So far, yeah, maybe they're going to show up and take me to Burger King. I don't know, you know. But um, I always like that. I just the idea of who had the tuna. I just no, I, no. But I, I especially I was talking especially, uh, but but you won't relate to this as a drinker. Yeah, but like it is something I really enjoyed is that you never got individual. Someone always got everyone around, and yeah. someone always got the next round. Yeah. And it was always that How kind do you of feel a- about the game? Have you ever played the, you know what the game is? This is something <laughs> jugglers do. We all go out, and we all put in our credit cards, and we ask the, the, the server to pick one. Right. I like that. Which is really fun. I like that. I like that. And the person who's chosen is the winner, not the loser. Yeah, that's good. And you congratulate them. 
and yep. you thank them. Yep, that's good. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Although, <laughs> was it Dustin? Yeah, Dustin got screwed really badly. <laughs> Dustin had a credit card with a smiley face on it. And what we discovered was that the waiters always chose the smiley face. <laughs> well, you couldn't do that. Hundreds of dollars. And poor Dustin was making eight bucks an hour. <laughs> so we had like four expensive dinners in a row. It was pretty funny. <laughs> well, now he's our podcast boss. So I guess he got yeah, the Yeah, he's he turned out okay. <laughs> he's made it. Yeah, I believe he's, fi- he's finally paid that off, maybe. Finally. <laughs> So they stole your pants. They stole my pants and charged a bunch of stuff on my credit card. <sighs> oh, well. You know what I discovered was that uh, a lot of places take Apple Pay. Oh, and so still having the phone, uh, I was still able to, uh, you know, buy meals and, and get I, it done. I, well, I call it Papple. Yeah. I don't think we need to speak Pig Latin. <laughs> but I, I use... Uh, I didn't realize the translation. I use Papple all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love, and I always like to say, and this boy does, boy does this annoy my daughter. I like to say, I would like to pay with my telephone if I could, please. <laughs> and she goes, Dad. But anyway, I uh, I like to pay with my telephone. I really That's enjoy really it. really funny. <laughs> I really, really enjoy it. I don't how much it's really caught on. I never use Apple Pay. Uh, you know Apple. what? When, Sorry. when your wallet is stolen, you will discover this. You know, also, if you happen to forget your wallet at home and you're well, at the gas station, you can... No, but it's also just better. Ever, yeah. Ever since you came back from uh, uh, um, China. China and said how much it's just, it's just the phone is everything. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, that makes so much more sense. And we're getting closer, closer over here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's occasional places you can't use it, but I use it for everything. There's even some cashless places popping up more and more. Which is illegal. Yeah, but it's not a thing, yeah. though. And we <laughs> just had a, the first uh, vegan market has opened up in Vegas. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Where's that? What's this? Uh, I don't on, know this. It's on Sahara, and they're not doing yet all produce and stuff, but they're doing. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a grocery store that's uh, that's all uh, all vegan. Wow, it's crazy! Just in the last three years here, how much the vegan thing has changed. Around I think here. that's our influence. I just want to say. I think yeah, I think <laughs> we've credit. just managed to turn this all around. We turned it all around. We turned it all around. So where were you playing? Where were you playing, Gudo? What's that? Where were you playing? Oh, I just uh, did a week uh, at Marvin's Magic Theater up in La Quinta, California, just outside of Palm Springs. Marvin Lee Ro- Marvin Roy, yeah. Marvin remember Roy. Mr. Electric? Yeah, of course. Mr. Electric. One has- of the weirdest ass acts in the world. You ever well, seen you know Mr. What? Electric? Everything, he, he pulled light bulbs out of his mouth and lit yeah, them up. Yeah. They used to be In like- 1959, yeah. that was the hottest thing because people didn't have that kind of battery technology. Yeah, it was a big deal. Big but, deal. You know, come and he got shocked all the time. I would presume, yeah. <laughs> but now it would be nothing. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You could get your ass to light up. There's nothing to it. Yeah. That happened to me with, the, with improv. Or we used to do this thing called the improvised movie where we actually physically ran tapes. We ran camera crews out of the theater and ran tapes into the theater to tape players. Yeah. And built, built a movie in front of the audience's eyes tape by tape. Yeah. Continuously running movie. Improvised. Totally improvised. And people, when we first did it, people were like, what? How is this possible? How am I watching this? And now with the way everyone, you can do everything with your phone, no one's impressed at all right. by doing it. So it fell off because it was like, yeah, yeah. I bet I could run out and do stuff and run in and it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I can do it yeah. now. I can edit yeah. it live. I'll make a movie Very about cool. your movie. Look, I already made a documentary about your movie. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin's is run by um, uh, Jeff Hobson. Now, have you ever, seen, friend, Jeff. Have you ever seen Jeff Hobson's act? Um, I'm trying to remember. He, he never did Fool Us. No. Right? No, no. Jeff Hobson. Uh, I think I just know the name from you guys talking about him before. Uh, g- good magician, charming and funny great guy. Host. Great guy. Great guy. But his character. And how long has he been doing this act? 
I probably first saw it in 83, I think. I yeah. So I've been doing the act, you know, 30 years. 35, I think. 35 years. His character is um, overtly gay. Oh, uh, I have met him. I've never seen his act. I do know who you're talking about. His character is very, very gay. He himself is not gay. Right. And this causes me a, uh, a great deal of trouble consternation <laughs> this was this this was brought up to me um by scotty and katrina when i was doing Hillbilly. hillbilly yeah. exactly now here's the problem i talk out both sides of my face on this yeah because uh on the one hand i believe that for empathy purposes that you should be able to play any character you want right and that you are perfectly okay comedically and perfectly okay morally to do a hillbilly character. Right. And at the very same time I make that argument, the very instant I make that argument, I'm bothered by it. Yeah. It, it makes my skin crawl. And Hobson, who uh, his, 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 his character is not offensive, really. No. Um, there's, no uh, there's no real terrible jokes. It was always... Pro-gay. Pro-gay. Um, that's the kind of thing, like, in time, it's it, interesting because... It feels like blackface. To do it early is to kind of be almost like, you know, it must have... Like, in other words, it, when, when times are less tolerant, and I am pro-gay, and I play a gay character, and I get to, like, kind of, like, go at the audience, yeah. I get to feel good yep. about that. Do you know what I mean? Right. I get to feel like I'm an advocate. Yeah. And then just times changing, you know, you actually get what you want. People are much more accepting, and, <laughs> and then suddenly... You're behind the times by by risking to do that. You know? Yeah, you it know, is less overt than it than it than it was. It I mean, is. He's not. I don't. I not I didn't see his whole act. He was he was emceeing the show and doing a, a terrific job. Really funny. Big he's laugh. Great, great job. Super MC. Unbelievably funny. And and not as uh, didn't feel like he was pretending to be gay. And who was who's on who was on the gig? Uh, uh, Francis Minotti and his uh, girlfriend, Noel, his uh, fiance, Noel, are getting married in a couple of weeks. And they did a fantastic job as well. Yeah, congratulations to them. And it was a great show. It's Francis a theater. Minotti's Beautiful. a real, uh, you know, Teller's a real mentor. To yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that a lot. I shared a condo with him. It's like the old, old comedy club days. Mm -hmm. We're sharing, staying in a condo together and uh, doing the show. And it's a small 130 seat theater. Terrifically intimate. Fantastic place to work. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. These yeah, magic places. Do this. These magic great. places are popping up. They're popping know? up, and this one's great. In I'll Nash go if you're listening. I'll go <laughs> in, in Nashville. Uh, House of Cards. It's yeah. really, really nice, mm -hmm. and they really Chicago do. Chicago Magic Lounge. There's many of these coming up. Man. Really good. There's one in Santa Monica now. I think. And the only, I only one complaint with the House of Cards: low ceilings. Yeah, not. It's not the House of Jugglers. <laughs> I, I had, a, I had a duck the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I talk about I, that when I'm working the Magic Castle. It's not the Juggler Castle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm curious, has Jeff talked about the original inspiration to play that? In other words, like, was that maybe, energy maybe we really... we should ask him to come on. You should. That'd should. be really fun. I would like that. Because I'd be curious, like, sometimes you just have an image in your head, so you really are, like, viscerally inspired and see a performance coming out a certain way, and then you end up... That might have just pushed Domino's in a certain direction that he just kind of found, might have found himself caught up in. But I'd be curious, like where the initial inspiration was to even to see to see that performance going that way in the first place. To my eye, he's doing Liberace. Yeah, and yep. what's interesting about it is Liberace did that same character and said it was straight. Yep. And I think, like for instance, like when I did the initial Hillbilly show, 
I had dancers in it. I tried to make it, and in my mind, I was going to try to grow it theatrically. I never mm-hmm. saw it as like this. I never saw myself as living as Larry the Cable Guy. Right. I saw myself like this type of show could grow, become a larger circus-esque, variety-esque show. Mm-hmm. And I think that that would be like a, a nice um, environment, an evening out or whatever. It was only touring with Piff where I would do the meet and greet line. People come up to me afterward and be like, where in Appalachia are you from? I'm like, oh, I'm actually from Jersey and seeing their hatred in their eyes. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. Your costume is my clothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> they're not in on it. Yeah. Like, and so I, I never I never anticipated the audience not being in on it. Right. And once they weren't, I didn't like selling that. Yeah. And yet uh, both sides of that argument are exactly right. Yeah. Uh, you certainly should be able to do anything you want to do and be whoever you want to be. Right. But also it's going to bother me. Yeah. And also like if I went in a different direction that doesn't uh, poke at a culture, right? You know, like if I wanted to be an alien doing mm-hmm. magic or something like that, you know, like a, I, there's, there's, a, there's a less extreme example of that, but there, there could be a way to do a character where, where people be in or out on it, but it's not poking at a culture. Right? I bet I'd be fine. Yeah. Also, you know, we're, we're none of us are who we are on like if stage. I did, if I did a Jersey, uh, Jersey mafia guy, yeah, as a magician, no one would care whether I was or wasn't that guy. Right. I mean, right. they they prefer you weren't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't actually kill people, right? No, I don't. Okay. Good. Good. I really love your show. Now, who exactly did you whack in the uh, Colombo family? <laughs> <laughs> and how did you do that card trick? Wait, uh, answer them in reverse order. <laughs> I think you shouldn't pick a career that's not represented in the village, people. <laughs> you should be one of those, because those are the ones that kids like. <laughs> Hello Fresh. You want to hear about Hello Fresh? Hello Fresh is good. Hello Fresh. Delicious. Break out of your dinner rut with Hello Fresh's 22 plus seasonal chef curated recipes each week. There's something for everyone, including low calorie, vegetarian, and family friendly recipes every week. Hello Fresh has more five star recipes than any other meal kit, so you know you'll be getting something delicious. Hello Fresh cuts out stressful meal planning and prepping so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes or even 20 minutes with some of their stuff. Uh, the average trip to the grocery store takes 41 minutes. That's over 35 hours a year if you go out once a week. God damn. Wow. Yeah. HelloFresh's pre-portioned ingredients mean there's less prep for you and less food waste. Yeah. Yeah. The packaging HelloFresh uses to ship your food is almost entirely made from recycled, uh, recyclable and or already recycled content. HelloFresh's carbon footprint is 25% lower than store-bought grocery-made meals. Wow. Yeah. How is that possible? That's fabulous. Extra meals or lunches in your weekly order and throw in yummy sides and desserts like garlic bread and cookie dough. You can change your delivery dates and food preference and everything. So you've been using this, right, Cadell? I have. It's delicious. You know what I love about it? It makes it really easy for my kids to make dinner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I say, go down there, open up that box, follow those instructions, <laughs> and they're able to do it. Yeah. And not only are they making a great meal, they're learning about cooking. Yeah. In a really Everything's nice measured, too. Yeah. America's number one meal kit, best meal kit val- uh, value. Uh, what did you, you cook last from HelloFresh? Uh, uh, vegetarian... Um, Enchiladas. Oh, really? Sweet potato enchilada that I just loved. Oh, boy. Vegetarian enchiladas are so good, 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 good. Go to hellofresh.com slash pen10, P-E-N-N, 
1-800-273-1010 and use the code PEN10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. Holy wow. Jesus. <laughs> uh, wow. And just give a shot at PEN20. Yes, why not? <laughs> uh, PEN10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. Can you get HelloFresh.com slash pen 10. Pen 365. <laughs> Eat free forever just by typing. Hello. 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 HelloFresh. Hello <laughs> we're going to get that jingle. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. We see you. You're a colleague. You're a partner. You're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring, so you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you. Uh, an ombudsman just texted me and that the, they, they weren't allowed to register campground with a C in their trademark. The ombudsman? Uh, Emily Gillette. Emily Gillette. <laughs> Emily Gillette. Away. Why not? They couldn't use the word campground. campground she didn't cite her sources. I, I haven't clicked any links or anything. <laughs> oh, I see, I see, I see. Common language. Common language. But I'm going to guess that the K probably wouldn't hold up either. Well, I, I wish they'd done Q, Q-U-A. Quampgrounds. 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 We're going to go to the Quampgrounds. With a duck teeth and a wabbit teeth. We're going to go to the Quampgrounds. That's really good. <laughs> Quampgrounds would be great. Quampground. QOA. Yeah. Yeah. We're going into business. <laughs> yeah. QOA. You know, I was out to dinner uh, 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 with uh, Mac King at the, mm-hmm. at the House of Cards mm-hmm. in Nashville. Q. We, uh, M-A-Q. <laughs> Mac. Mac King. <laughs> and we were talking about, uh, we were talking about your uh, Ralph Cramden tendencies. Uh-huh. Because uh, Bill Hurst was there. Ah, nice. And we were okay. talking about your... Uh, Right, rumble in the jungle there. Your uh, <laughs> my uh, elf, yeah, adventure. <laughs> the elf adventure. My elf adventure. My elf adventure went really well. So uh, a guy wrote in, uh, Danny uh, Marianino. Yeah, I'm sure. Maraschino. Just yeah. go with Maraschino. Maraschino. He is writing a book about '80s movies, mm-hmm. and he wants to know about my chauffeur. You guys ever seen my chauffeur? My chauffeur? No. No. It's yes. the first movie Penn and Teller in. Oh, okay. Oh, really? And I play a, uh, Teller plays a sheik, and I play a con man taking the sheik for a ride. Wow. Quite literally in a limousine. Whoa. Uh, my chauffeur. I think I've seen this in meme form only. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, he wants to know about it, and he could, of course, get in touch with me and interview me, but why not do it here? <laughs> um, <laughs> Everyone's saving a little trouble here. Yeah. Perfect. We had played Dave Beard had a little theater called the White Fire Theater in Sherman Oaks. Mm-hmm. Now, we were doing, we are just starting to catch on with Ben and Teller, just starting to catch on, and we lost our theater. L.A. Stage Company had something else coming in. So we were just getting a little bit of momentum, and we had the rug pulled off. 
So uh, David Beard stepped up and gave us the White Fire Theater in Sherman Oaks, a little 100-seat black box theater, so we could move Penn & Teller in there. Now, that is where Richard Frankel saw us. It's where Tom Fertel, Richard Frankel, Steve Baruch first decided to produce us off Broadway. You could argue that the White Fire Theater, that particular run, is what launches everything right up to now. And he was doing, uh, he did, you know, a silly little team. What is he calling them? Just 80s movies. Mm -hmm. He was doing um, these silly little comedies. And he said, uh, we would like to have you in in a movie I'm doing called My Chauffeur. Would you do it? And we said, yes. And right after that, right after that, like three weeks at the uh, White Fire Theater, we were booked off Broadway. And that would be the start of the whole career. So we got there and everything else was forgotten. We were off Broadway. We were Saturday Night Live. We had did this uh, big benefit with uh, Mike Nichols uh-huh. uh, and uh, Sam Cohen, who was the biggest agent at the time, was our agent. We were at the with the big agency. Everything's going on. You know, we're booking Letterman, Stern, boom, boom, boom. David Beard calls. And- in the most unassuming way you can imagine. No one could have more um, softball played this. He calls up and says, you know, um, we talked when you were at my theater about you uh, doing my chauffeur. And uh, I know you don't want to now because you're in New York and you're busy and stuff. But I just thought since we talked about it, you know, you might want to do it. And uh, the agents and everybody said, no, 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 no. You're not going to do this. The first movie Penn and Teller do has to be under control of us. You can't just do some. Uh, and who was the Star Wars woman's name? Deborah Foreman. Deborah Foreman is wonderful. You're not just going to do a Deborah Foreman movie. You know, same you're girl gonna, as in Valley Girl. Yeah, most people would know her. You're going to do. Uh, you're going to do a fancy movie. And I said, Well, no, this guy kind of is the reason we're all here. We're going to do it. Now we're doing eight shows a week off Broadway, and we are doing a benefit. Uh, Sunday night with Mike Nichols and uh, Lauren Michaels is involved in the benefit too. And we say, we have to do David Beard's movie, My Chauffeur, and it has to be this Monday. And we have to be back for a Tuesday night show. So his little movie, which we got play, paid scale for, mm. we were flown in the UA private jet, <laughs> United Artists private jet, we finished up a show Sunday night. We did a, this benefit with Mike Nichols and uh, Nichols in May, actually. Uh-huh. We did the straight jacket escape. Mm-hmm. And then we went to a helicopter to an airport, flown across the country. And at 6 a.m., we were on the set for My Chauffeur. First movie, we did, that's not true. Not the first movie I ever done. First movie I ever did was a movie called Savage Island, <laughs> starring Linda Blair. From The Whoa. Exorcist. I went out with Linda Blair one night for dinner. Ah, oh, I love Linda Blair. She's something. Loved her. She's fabulous. <laughs> you met her? No, but I've seen her. <laughs> she's, she's fabulous. But the little girl from The Exorcist got older. Yeah. And she did a movie called Savage Island, which they bought a movie from Brazil, I think, and then did wraparounds with, uh, with, uh, with her. I played a security guard who she walks in and shoots in the head. First movie I ever did. Savage Island. 
about once every two years, someone comes up and available on Amazon Prime for three ninety nine. There you go, <laughs> Savage Eye. You want to see me shot in the head, dead? And when I met Robert Redford, I said, I said, uh, this whole thing is called Sundance because of your role in uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Is that right? He said, yes. I said, that's why my place is called Security Guard Three. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, didn't you do that knife throw thing or something earlier? Yes, but I'm not in that. It's just my hand. Uh, a movie called The Warriors. Yeah. Warriors come out and play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Kni- big movie. Knives are thrown. And the, the hand that's throwing the knife is mine. Yeah. Oh, funny. The actual knife throw. I was stunt stunt person on there. So, stunt person on Warriors. Yeah. And then Savage Island Security Guard. And then My Chauffeur is the first Penn and Teller movie. It was entirely, the person asked here, it was entirely ad-libbed. The idea was that I'm a hustler uh, and uh, a sheik comes in and it's Teller. And I am uh, ripping him off while Deborah Foreman is driving the, uh, driving the, um, the limo. limo. It was originally going to be called Limo. They changed to my chauffeur. And it was the first time that I had, uh, uh, we have like, Three or four women in the back of the limo with us who are all topless. And uh, there's something so wonderful about being in a professional situation that's also that sexual. It's a great combination. (laughs) And I remember with horror, horror, the woman that I found the most attractive was actually um, David Beard's attorney. (laughs) <laughs> she went went to law school, had a law degree, and was working at a law firm. And she was good friends with uh, David Beard. And they were out to dinner, a bunch of friends. And he was complaining about women being uncomfortable actors, being topless. And she said, just kind of as a dare, I do it. What's the big deal? So he called her up. So his attorney <laughs> was in the back of the limo. And this is one of the most horrible moments in my uh, in my uh, movie career. Oh, that's saying a lot. Oh yeah, we've heard some stories. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. <laughs> this is a worse confession than most. <laughs> oh, this is this is this is terrible, 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 terrible. <laughs> this is horrible. I still cringe at how awful this was. So she was going to be sitting next to me in the limo. And she is there with a shirt on, like a T-shirt that would come up over her head, right? Mm-hmm. I think she and I, or maybe it was David, the director, who are, had decided that I should take her shirt off her, right? So I said, well, the camera was off. I'll reach down and grab the bottom of your shirt, and then I will lift it off over your head. So I'm going to go like, boom, and you put your hands up over your head, and I'll just do that in one move, Right. And she said, yeah, great. Okay. So I kind of said, I'll grab here to do this. And so I am looking over at Teller and I reach over and I grab the bottom of her shirt and I go to take the shirt up over her head. And at the same moment that I'm doing that and looking away, she looks down to see my hand. So I brought my hand up and punched her hard in the face while taking her shirt off. Now, she did not for a moment think that I did it on purpose. Yeah. But 
she was hit hard. Yeah. And not only because of the way she moved over, I punched her in the breast and then in the nose. Boom, 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 right up over. Wow. I mean, it was really, it was assault. <laughs> and it was terrible and it was cut and it was like, oh, oh, no, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. Oh, no. No, I, no, I didn't. I didn't mean, I, I, know, you, I know you didn't mean, I, you, just did, you hit me kind of hard. I, I, I know. I, I know I hit you kind of hard. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that thing. <laughs> oh, no. Also in a tiny, tiny limo. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember it was my uh, my mom who had never seen a uh, Playboy. My mother who was, uh, my father who were very, very, very conservative. Uh, it's the first movie their son's in. <laughs> Right, so they're inviting their friends. No, no, they, they just town. they just did they did <laughs> the babysitters going. <laughs> and I was I was telling telling my mom that I was in the back of a limo with um, with uh, three or four uh, topless women, right? And my mother's reaction, which I believe was not done in any way like a joke, right? Right, but was done completely sincerely uh, and so funny. My mother said, "So there were." There were six of you in the back of this limousine, and four of the women were topless, and I didn't have the shirts on, and I said, uh, yes. And she said, and there's lights and everything? I said, yes. She goes, oh, I certainly hope they were wearing deodorant. (laughs) (laughs) My mom's view of Practical considerations. Yeah. It's all over it. Sorry about it. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, Danny, if you want to know about uh, my chauffeur, that's all the stories we have. Uh, I got to. I, got I mean, to, didn't know this was going to be a big violent story behind it. Oh, it's horrible. So, I still even telling it. I'm, 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 I'm very troubled. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very Did upset. You shoot it. Yes, I mean, I, I, I but I very gently very take her, gently. very take gently take her. But I really liked her because we're talking, you know, during in between setups and stuff, we're just talking legal stuff and First Amendment, and she's yeah, a strong yeah. attorney, and uh, she also, uh, I just, I just liked everything about her. I mean, she was just so. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, I punched her in the face. I mean, of all the people to punch in a work environment. <laughs> <laughs> A lawyer. Thought of that. <laughs> you, you literally just punched the worst person the you could punch in that lawyer. environment. While taking your shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want to go out later? No. <laughs> Don't. No, thank I, you. I know how good you are at taking shirts off. I'll see you in court with a K. <laughs> court. Court. <with> Q. <laughs> I'll see you in court. Um, Do you remember the tagline? No, I don't. Some women will, some won't, some men do, some don't. This driver might go everywhere, do anything for your sizzling backseat pleasure. Ooh, wow, that's, that's a nice. long tagline. Uh, that's, that's a very long <laughs> yeah. tagline. And your that's scene was strip. the only sexual scene in the whole thing. Yeah. Did you watch the whole movie? Yeah. You've seen it? Yeah. Did you like it? I probably did back then. I was 14, 15 years old. You saw it when it came out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You probably liked the lawyer. Oh, she's the one wearing the red shirt. Okay. With the broken nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was white when we started. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you uh, uh, we talked a lot about trouble wit while you were gone, Michael Goodell. Oh yeah. Well, I saw a couple of videos. We saw the religious trouble wit. Uh, we someone, saw the Spanish trouble wit. Kevin Davis, 
mm-hmm. uh, sent us uh, an evangelical trouble wit mm-hmm. that we watched before we came on. You know, Piff and I have talked about, we should really do this. We just don't have time. Uh, Piff, as we all know, was a clown for Christ. Mm-hmm. How's that spelled, Matt Donnelly? <laughs> How would you with spell a Q. Uh, clown, clown for Christ? Clown. <laughs> he was also an evangelical magician. Yes. And uh, you know how I love the overextended metaphor. Yes. So Piff and I were thinking of doing this YouTube channel. Yeah. That would just be us uh, performing and rating scripts and magic tricks for evangelicals. Nothing else. And we would do it without any sort of wink at no all. Wink. And not under the name Pen, not under the name Piff. Yeah. But also not in characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just we probably have different names, but just do this kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, I just love it. This trouble wit routine, which is done in verse yeah. about uh, about Christian service with a uh, folded piece of paper that turns into a bathtub, uh, could not be better. <laughs> now, talk to me, Matt Donnelly. Have yeah. you done any work on the trouble wit? Well, here's the problem. You were fascinated for with shipography for a while, uh-huh. and you really encouraged me to go stronger to shipography. Uh-huh. So I'd done more <laughs> research on that territory than I have on Trouble Wit. Now, should I abandon? And how, my, how have you, you done? You might be able to combine those How two. have you done on uh, shipography? Uh, I went so far as to buy the material. Uh-huh. I, now ha- I now own a shipography piece of material. The, the felt donut? Yeah. It came with a DVD. I don't have a DVD player, so I need to convert the DVD <laughs> to something that I can watch it on. But you bought the uh, you bought the shipography. I have the shipography felt piece. Did it come with a script? Uh, the DVD has the script on it, apparently. Uh, but they didn't That's give why you... I was leaning on you a little bit for a script last week. Yeah. Well, I tried to get a script from my favorite <laughs> yeah, my favorite person who does uh, mm-hmm. does it, uh, and he uh, I have a friend who does it in his show. Yeah. Well, I my friend Doc Swan. Yeah. Has has the best version I know. Right. So I wrote to him and said, "What about your shipography script?" And he said, uh, "Someone put my script up on Facebook, and I told him I'd break his fucking face if he didn't get it down in ten minutes." That was the end of me asking <laughs> if you could see his script huh. for shipography. So let me just say for, for, for the so plan A didn't work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do you need me to abandon my shipography quest? No, for, for no, because I'm looking over at you now. Yeah. Over at your smiling face yeah. and thinking about you doing shipography and uh, the joy your initial inspiration. Yeah. The joy is 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 flowing over me. Yeah. But comp combining the two. Like yeah. That, you might be able to. You might be able to use the trouble wit as a hat. It might work. No, but I mean, do do both. Yeah. Use the shipography yeah, yeah. felt and the trouble wit to tell yeah. a story. Here's Napoleon in. Uh... <laughs> if Napoleon had a bathtub for a midget, this is what it would look like. <laughs> uh, bonjour, I need to watch your midget. <laughs> I, need to, uh, I need to watch your midget, and here is a church window, and I'm the pope. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, yep. I gotta tell you, I think we just stumbled onto genius. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but uh, so, what, what? What was the shipography? Who, who does shipography that you know? Uh, Raphael, a Belgian magician. You've met Raphael, I believe. Yeah. 
And uh, what's what's his routine? Uh, we should say quickly, by the way, that we that. midget isn't is the word used in all of the yes, routines, sir. and we should say little person. And I'm always stuff. bothered when anybody uses the word midget or dwarf. I'm bothered by it yeah. uh, very, very much. Uh, who's the uh, who's that great comic, John uh, John Mahoney? Not Mahoney. Um, John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Mulaney. Do you know his bit on that? I do. I do. Oh, it's so funny. So funny where he says he used the word midget yeah. and someone said that's as bad as the N-word. Okay. And he said, no, it can't be because we're saying midget and then we're saying N-word. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, we were, we're using that to comment on the period of the trouble with yes. uh, being said. But certainly- um, uh, In my routine, I will not use the, the no. word. There we go. There we go. Right. I'll let you know. That was just be some serious writing to make trouble with or shopography delightful. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, it depends on who your audience is. I was going to say. I believe if your audience is Penn Jillette, yeah, doing trouble with and shopography may be the easiest sell ever. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I, I believe you're right up there with Dylan automatically. <laughs> um, but I think if you want a general audience, it's a harder sell. Yeah. But I think that the idea of taking the trouble with routine and the shopography routine and just doing them yep. in parallel is really good. Just going through the whole routine the way it's written with a hat and the whole routine the way it's written with the trouble with and saying, oh, by the way, the Pope, I guess, should have not been with a birdbath, but rather... <laughs> Here we have the Pope looking at the birdbath. Here's, here's a country hick who's at a payphone. Uh, and then we got the dumbbell being lifted by a Victorian woman. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. When you get when you get wicked famous for the shopography trouble wit routine. <laughs> I see a lot of magic conventions in your future. A lot of Oh, gigs. that's all I want to do at magic lot of magic is trouble wit and shopography. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, what you want to do is try to be the act that creates pure suck. You know, it was when I saw Johnny Thompson for the first time. Yeah. I went, oh, this is why so many acts suck. They see Johnny do the egg bag and they think the egg bag, good, I can do that. They see Johnny do the doves and go, oh, doves, I can do that. And they're wrong. Yeah. He's just so, so yes. good. Yes. So if you had a killer shopography and trouble routine all of a sudden you should buy every, a couple thousand just before you get really good and then sell them on your website part of your lecture notes remember this is Goudeau suggesting that what do you have that you have thousands of uh, I have a garage full of barbecue covers yeah anybody wants one do they even sell trouble wits of course they sell trouble wits I mean I'm not asking for a huge investment Matt Donnelly no no also, you know, I believe my shopography DVD was $25. <laughs> That's pretty high. And that included the felt hat, right? It did, came with a felt, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll have, you'll have all the work on it. Trouble with shopping. <laughs> mm, all right. I'll keep looking. Okay. Okay. Now, Matt. Uh, Am I spelling it wrong? Trouble with? Almost certainly. <laughs> I, have, I have down here uh, Matt Golf Announcer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was hired by uh, uh, WGT series as a live, they do live events. What's WGT? Uh, World Golf. Oh, no. World Golf. WGT? WGS? What did I, what did I do? Let World that, Golf. Something. Go on. Anyways, 
they have online live events. Mm-hmm. This company, Super League Gaming, they do all kinds of broadcasting of live video game events. Mm-hmm. So it's people playing golf events. And the guy who runs uh, Super League Gaming is my former college roommate. Uh-huh. And they had announcers that were kind of funny or made some jokes. And then the golf people were like, great, we like that, more humor. And he thought, well, let's test those boundaries. Let's bring in Matt, who knows nothing about golf or video golf, and have him announce this video the, golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. So I was a golf announcer for a video golf tournament for 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 an entire uh, uh, tournament of ten players, and I was getting corrected for all kinds of stuff at the chat and all that kind of fun stuff. But you know, they, but they brought me in, and and the uh, they said I could be as funny as I want, except don't make fun of that people are playing video game golf. That's it. You just can't make fun of that element. So the one funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> were you quiet when people were, were taking their shots? Because uh, <laughs> that seems like the joke, right? <laughs> no, no. It was, honestly, the biggest thing is that the guy uh, who was backing me up said, you know what, I'll, I'll even make some funny graphics for you and stuff like that. So we, we had things where like if they got par, it was like this big electric shock like bursting through a wall with this gigantic par oh, like that's thing funny. behind it or whatever. But if someone got a hole in one, it was just a pure white screen with a tiny black writing that said a hole in one. <laughs> and what was the uh what was the uh how how long were you talking? Uh four hours four hours for yeah, about four hours to get through a tournament. Uh and yeah. you talked the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you or you? No, no, I had an announcer who did know stuff about golf, uh, which is, that was key. So you were there just <laughs> making jokes? Yes. Just going through it or whatever. And were they, did they like you? Uh, I, I, uh, I got a lot of actually positive feedback uh, um, on Twitter and stuff like that for people who really did enjoy it. Good. And then the players themselves said they enjoyed me play, good, being on good, the air. Good. So that was good. Now, are they re- there any remote locations playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all in their locations. And there's a studio in Santa Monica that was kind of synthesizing it all. And Could you see their faces and stuff? No, I could just see their 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 avatars. Ah. I know. Are their avatars yeah. like wolf men and stuff? <laughs> I wish they did. But so <laughs> you just basically choose some different golf apparel and I stuff. See. Yeah. Uh, all right. But uh but but yeah, I was being crazy. I had for, lime green pants and a pink shirt. I was saying like uh uh I was saying like under fifteen instead of fifteen under, like really amateur oh, things about that. <laughs> and uh and yeah, it was really hard not to touch that third rail of not making fun of where they were. I see. Or whatever. Uh, well, there you go. Golf, <laughs> golf announcer. Was a golf announcer. The uh, Stevens Magic Emporium has the trouble with. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Thirty-two uh, fifty. All right. Pretty you, good deal. You know how happy you know how happy I'm going to be. <laughs> That's it. You're worth thirty-two fifty, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Get for me that link. Thank you. It's got a chart for all the different things you can make. Oh, that's helpful. That's yeah. really helpful. That's helpful. Yeah. And you get a shopography. Uh, maybe, you know what? You yeah, don't need a DVD for There should just be a sh- shopography chart as well, right? I know. There should be. Teller gets so angry that they're using video instead of just giving you it in text, which is so much easier and searchable. You know? Yes. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, also, anybody that wants to write in, you know, yeah. question pen. At gmail.com. Yeah. If you have a routine that combines yeah. trouble with shopography, send it on in. One of us will do it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I have no problem trying out any of these ideas. Yeah. Uh, okay, look at the time. I wonder if we could make our home a home trouble with. You, no, you're not going to make show. a home <laughs> trouble with. Shut up. I think I can make money selling these guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was Ben Sunday School. <laughs> No, really. Look at that. Cha cha cha. No, you can't. You can't make money, Goudot. You're incapable of it. That's you become naked. <laughs> I'll buy one off of you. All right. There you go. See? See? 
as a backup to the one that I'm going to buy off of this company. <laughs> well, I have to buy one to copy to make you one. Pretty much, <laughs> you know, if you get an idea for making money, it's not going to make money. I know. <laughs> I have a wife to remind me of that. Thank you. <laughs> Honey, I got an idea. Shut up. <laughs> You know, I love you. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey everybody, Jason Ellis here from the Jason Ellis Show podcast, reminding you that my podcast, new episodes every Wednesday, downloadable where all podcasts are available. Come see my friends, Michael and Kevin, as we talk to you about what's awesome, what sucks, fitness, fighting, parenting, life, spin kicks, LGBTQ community, how to defend yourself against the shock if it attacks you out of nowhere, and much, much more. So come join us. We see you. You're a colleague. You're a partner. You're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring, so you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.